listening to RMD Studios. Welcome to the Table Podcast. My name is Sean Rainey and I'm your host. This podcast is created by the Church Ministries Department and the RMD Studios. The Church Ministries Department is a ministry of the Rocky Mountain Ministry Network. The goal of our podcast is always to provide relevant resources, training, and networking to the ministries of the local church. Now, today's podcast is a little bit different. I invited three youth pastors from all across Rocky Mountain to join me on a Zoom call to discuss student ministry post-COVID. On that Zoom call, we had three youth pastors spread out, one in Utah, one on the West Slope, one here in the metro area. And they were so open and so amazing. I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast as these youth pastors open up their heart and share where they see student ministry headed post-COVID. Listen in. Hey guys, today we are talking with three different youth pastors who I absolutely love, absolutely respect from different backgrounds, different parts of our network. Um, I want to introduce our guys here today. We've got Dustin Smith, youth pastor at Capital Church in Salt Lake City. Dustin, so glad you're on the call today, man. Same. Brooke Jackson. Brooke is an incredible youth pastor right outside of Denver in Thornton at Rock AG. Brooke, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Super excited for this conversation. Awesome, man. And then I've got my friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Sublett, youth pastor, Steamboat Christian Center, Steamboat Springs. Jeff, what is up? Let's go. Come on. Right, man. Hey, guys, look, I wanted just to get us all on this call today. I've been really talking to a lot of our youth pastors uh, in the network, uh, actually all around the nation. And I just wanted to get some of you guys, key leaders. Dude, you are immersed in student ministry on a daily basis, whether you're having services right now or not. um, I'm watching what you guys are doing. You guys are hanging out with students in the parks. You're doing things at the lake. You're doing things outside uh, and, and I just wanted to kind of get you guys together to hear your heart, share on just a few things that you guys are doing, a few things that you guys are seeing. And I just want to have a conversation about what student ministry is going to look like post COVID. Not even saying that word post COVID, like, dude, we're in the midst of it, man. Like how many of you guys, is anybody, uh, are, are your schools going back to school virtually or going back in person? Jeff, what are you guys doing in Steamboat right now? Uh, they're going to do half and half hybrid, but they're given the option of going 100% online. And we have a spike in homeschooling and people not wanting to go back to school because you have to wear your mask. Yep. And so it's a little crazy here. That's right. That's kind of what we're seeing here in Colorado Springs. Dustin, what about you in Utah, man? What are you guys doing for schools? Yeah, there's a, a mixture. There's one school district that we have probably half of our kids go to that's actually doing in-person um, normal as they would have done last year. And then on the other end, we have our Salt Lake City School District that's actually doing completely online, um, 100% online all the way till Christmas break. And then once Christmas wow. break hits, they will see if they are going to go back in person or just finish the year online. So it's actually a mix between all kinds of things. Our private schools are going back in person. So it's like 50-50. Yeah. Brooke, what about your students? What's happening with you guys? Um, It's quite a a mix. Um, We have a whole bunch of different situations with our school districts. So we have um, a lot of changing information too. So most prominently, 
Um, it's going to be some type of a hybrid with the option of fully online for students and families that aren't comfortable going in person. Um, and those that are wanting to have an in-person piece, it's going to be like two days in person, two days remote so that the other kids can go so they can um, keep them filtering in and out. Um, but then they also push back our school start time. So it was going to start, you know, mid August and that's now pushed to September for, for all schooling. So. Right. All, all that I'm hearing, man, is there's just so much change, you know, there's nobody doing the exact same thing all across the board. Um, and so let's talk about that. Jeff, I want to ask you a question, man. You've been in youth ministry for a long time, man. You've seen youth ministry uh, through a lot of different seasons. What are you seeing that has changed right now in student ministry because of all this? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> well, well, what has not changed? I mean, you know, uh, the, the way that we do our sermons, the way that we have to step up our, our videography, the way that we have to connect with students, the way that we have to be calling students and, and checking up on them and Instagram stalking them and Snapchat stalking them. And because we can't meet up and we do, we have to stay six feet away. And I mean, the whole world is changing. And I think student ministry specifically is changing drastically, pretty much anything and everything I feel like that we used to do. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to be able to do that again, but I know we can't do it right now. Yeah. Dustin, what are you seeing that has remained the same? It's funny because I, I actually, when, when I was thinking on this question, I mean, the only thing I could really think of that has remained the same is hopefully your vision, your mission, your passion. Mm. Um, oh, come on. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully your, your vision, your mission, your passion has stayed the same. It's a season where I think many people can get um, definitely caught off guard and, and start feeling like, you know, this is pointless. What we're doing is pointless. And for all the youth pastors that are listening to this, maybe are feeling some sense of just like, there's no point of even doing this anymore. Yeah. I, I think the one thing that um, has remained the same for me is that I'm constantly changing things. We're a newer youth ministry. Our church has been around for a long time, but our youth ministry, um, has only been about two years. And so, um, I'm constantly changing things. And in this season, it's been a little bit easy to, to still keep changing things um, that we've been wanting to do with no pushback. Yeah. Tonight, we start in-person youth again for the first time in like wow. five, six months. And we have so many changes that we've been um, wanting to do. And tonight we can do it and no one's going to even really notice or care because they haven't been to church in so long. That's right. So things that we thought were like so long to change, we're just doing it all tonight. And we're just going to change all the things we've been wanting to change that we thought would take months and it's been able to just do it quick. So that's cool, man. Um, Brooke, what are you seeing? Like some of the positive things. I mean, like, look, we hear a lot about stress and anxiety and a lot of negative things that are happening. And, you know, those are obviously valid. And, and we've talked about some of those in the past. But what are some of the positive things, Brooke? What are you seeing? Man, I tell you what, God is so faithful. And I think that that is just so cool to get to see for all of us in the midst of COVID, in the midst of a global scale pandemic that has never hit like this before. Like God is still so faithful. Um, so at least in uh, our part of town and our ministry, some things that I've been seeing that has been just awesome um, is that, well, one, for us as the leaders, we've had to really rethink ministry, which I think is fantastic. Um, it comes with a lot of changes and challenges, but I also think it keeps us on our toes. Um, and it, it, this has allowed, for me at least, this has allowed time to not just keep doing the same old things um, that we were doing or just doing things because that's what we said on the calendar we were going to do at the beginning of the year, but it's allowed this time to really reflect and really seek the Lord on what would he have it look like for such a time as this. Um, and not just for this time of COVID, but even for beyond COVID, like 
this generation is going to be the church in such a different context than ever before. And so they need a different type of discipleship. They need a different type of teaching. They need a different type, not a different type of gospel uh, that has to stay the same for sure, but it's allowed this great time of being able to rethink. I think also for a lot of um, families, you know, and this could be a negative depending on family situations, but for some, it's really allowed for families to come back to being whole um, in a lot of fashions, you know, they've been all cooped up together, but they've also, um, you know, allowed the family time to be prioritized where I know before COVID, at least in our uh, church, you know, a lot of families were just running from one thing to another, to another, never really seeing each other, never getting to talk or connect. Um, so for some families, that's been a really great thing. And then with our students, um, it's been really cool to see this has forced students to choose who they're going to serve and to choose what type of uh, young man or young woman they're going to be. Um, and, and for the students that have really chosen to, to still trust the Lord through this, um, and we've got to walk hand in hand with them, I see their faith has been um, increased exponentially because of what's been taking place here uh, during the past couple months. That's awesome. Hey, I want to get your perspective. Everyone kind of chime in on this. Jeff, I want to start with you. Um, what is the biggest fear or maybe the obstacle that you're seeing students face right now because of all this? Uh, depression. Depression. They're, they're, they're not connecting with their friends. They're not connecting with their church. They're not connecting with, with, with anybody. And we have really seen a big big shift in depression, which is leading towards alcohol and, and dabbing or marijuana vapes, you know, and vaping. And it's, it's been pretty severe. uh, The loneliness and depression that is hitting our teenagers and our young adults in this country due to what's going on. And a lot of it with teenagers is is sometimes the parents, uh, you know, valid, uh, validly, you know, won't let their kid go out to functions because of the fear of COVID and maybe they have uh, an, an autoimmune disease or something like that. Yeah. And so it just sends the kid into an even more darker depression and it's, and it's con and it's what's happening. I just talked to a parent the other day, it's getting the son pissed off at the parents Then the parents are, have different opinions and they're having strife and they're not, and they're not in a good place and, and talking now about divorce and it all started with what's going on right now in our world. And it's just sad. Is that what you guys are seeing, Brooke, Dustin? Is there something else that you're seeing as well? I completely agree and echo that. Um, I think the the biggest fear is fear itself. You know, families are, parents are, kids are, we're all making choices right now out of fear um, because that's what's been our predominant focus for the past several months. So I think a lot of interesting choices are being made that probably wouldn't have been made prior to COVID. Um, yeah. I, what, what I've seen is a lot of loss of connection to friends and yeah. especially um, youth group. And with things going on online, people are definitely more media driven and it's um, become a little bit more difficult to keep kids engaged and um, talking with other students and just keeping their friendships. And so we have like one of the highest, um, I think we're number three or number two um, in the country for highest teenage suicide rate. Wow. And, um, I mean, I know many, I've talked to many individuals who've lost their kids in Utah. Um, and in this season, a lot of it is just due to a loss of connection to friendship and the youth group. That's right. So what do you think God is doing during all this, man? Like how, how's God redeeming this? What is he up to? Man? Like, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on that is that I think what God is doing is he, the good thing about this is he is not making everyone depressed and all of our students. There's a lot of families and students that have actually became closer during this time. 
a lot closer, more family time, more board games, more going out camping, more doing things as a family where before it was like the rat race. Oh, Hey, just get hot pocket. We, we, we gotta go. And now I think God was saying, Hey world, Mm. slow down. That's good, man. Slow down and know that I am God. Get back to your priorities. Love God, love people, love your family. Um, yeah. That's incredible, man. Anybody else? You, you've got something you want to share on that. What's guy up to? What's he doing? Um, all, all, I, <laughs> all, <laughs> all I had something. Um, I love, I think I just t- believe on the statement that God works all things together. Um, and so I, even in this time of, of so much, uh, hardship and, and especially in our, in our area, I just know how much hardship there's been, um, here in Salt Lake city, but through all of this, I mean, God's opened up so many doors through all of this negative stuff to uh, bring a light into our city and to highlight churches. I mean, unlike ever before churches in our Valley are connected in a new and a fresh way, even among our youth um, pastors that are here. And, and I have a lot of youth pastors that I get to talk to uh, every week. And I mean, we're connected closer than ever before. And I just think that yeah. God's bringing together um, groups of individuals. And so I think even in the midst of all the hardships, um, there's a lot of blessings that are coming out of it as well. What's crazy, Dustin, is I remember first connecting with you right at the beginning of COVID. You guys did this drive-in prayer, uh, drive-in worship service. I, it was the first drive-in worship experience that I had heard of. And then you started seeing all these churches doing it. So, man, like, and then the, the news covered your stuff, man. And I saw it on Instagram and, and that's how I connected. And you were reaching not just your students, but a whole community. Dude, talk about that real quick, man. How did that come about? How did you do that? And man, you were that first uh, drive-in service that I knew about. Come on, trendsetter. Go follow him on Instagram. <laughs> at that's right, man. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, we weren't the first one. I, I stole it from another <laughs> church that I knew. Um, I'm the second one that I know that did it. <laughs> there you I, go. Saw, I saw them do it in that next, like literally two days later, I was like, I'm stealing that. We're doing it. Yeah. But um, like I said a second ago, um, how God's working all things together. We um, Churches are closer than ever before, at least from my experience and, and, and where, where I am uh, personally. I think we had like 12 or 13 different churches wow. um, decided they want to be a part of this sort of drive-in youth service that we're doing. And so um, they all said like, Hey, we want to be a part. And, and from that, once again, like God opened up doors and we were on the news, like two times, two weeks in a row. And, um, it got a lot of coverage and people started coming to our church. I mean, from that event alone, like we had people who like, I know, like didn't know Jesus that came to that event that got that's saved awesome. and tonight. Two of them are about to serve on our leadership. What? Team. That's awesome. So, like, and, so, and all things like God definitely works yeah. together. And, and in that yeah. case, um, you know, I guess creativity is another thing that he's sort of doing. I think he's, it's causing youth pastors, youth leaders, churches to become more creative and God created creativity. So um, I guess he's doing that too. All right. I want all of you guys to answer this question. If you could tell youth pastors that are listening to this podcast, anything right now, what would you tell them? Don't give up. Come on. Come on. Don't give up. Keep the good fight. I don't care if you're, Bivocational, working three jobs, not getting paid, have three students or 300 students. You don't give up, man. You are called. You are on a calling by God to change this world and to change some student's life. You better get in that freaking fight and keep fighting. No matter what you think your lead pastor has not given you, no matter what your paycheck is, no matter what you think you deserve or don't deserve, don't give up. Let's go. We need you. 
Come on, he's preaching now, man. Good stuff, Jeff. Hey. Uh, man, to echo that, I think, um, man, absolutely stay in the fight, stay with it. There's too much at stake to not. Um, mm-hmm. And go ahead. I have this phrase um, that we've started in our student church of leaning into the awkward. Um, awkward moments are going to be everywhere. And COVID has been like a massive awkward moment um, as an understatement. And so I would say um, to lean into creativity, um, like Dustin was just saying, like God is a creative God and this hasn't caught him off guard. And in fact, I think that part of him redeeming this has been a, a gift to the church to, to get back to the Lord, to get back to the priorities that he has for us. Um, so to ask for creativity because his word is still alive, it's still powerful, it still doesn't return void. And especially at such a time when our students are going through so much and so much isolation, so much on their own, ask God for creativity, prioritize relationships. Um, that personal relationship has, has, has to take um, top priority more yeah. than just the, the global um, and vague setting um, of maybe previous youth group settings that we've had. And then step into courageousness um, with what mm-hmm. God is, is landing in you, um, what the students God is directing you to, with the leaders that you're raising up, have courage in it and step fully into it. So good. So good. Dustin, what about you, man? Here we are like six months, seven months into this uh, experience. It's August at the recording of this podcast. What would you say to youth pastors right now listening? Um, some practical things, I guess, real quick, I'd say one, like call your students, stay connected with your students. Yeah. That's one thing that we've had to do. Um, and definitely like stay connected to those ones that were really engaged. I mean, connect with all of them, but even the ones that were really engaged. I mean, I know for some of our students, they, the ones that serve, like this is what they like count on for their daily discipleship to Jesus. Like they look forward to this. They look forward to turning on lights and even some small, really simple tasks. Like they look forward to that. So one, stay connected, stay engaged with your students. And I think too, just listen to what God wants you to do, what he wants you to change. Um, I think in this season, like we just, you know, just to echo once again, you know, it's a time for a creativity and maybe God's wanting us to change some things, do some things yeah. differently, reach new students. Um, and I love this song by Maverick City Music. It's uh, mm. called man of your word and, yeah. and God's a man of his word. And so if he gave you that vision, if he gave you that mission, if he gave you that passion, uh, he's going to see it through. And so once again, now to echo Jeff, um, you know, just keep going, keep fighting. Cause he's a man of his word. So if he told you, you're going to do it, you're going to do it and you're going to get through it. So good, man. So can good. I add one more thing oh, to mine? Yeah, do yeah, it. Go ahead. Get, go ahead. Said, do it. Like, you're going to get through it. Yeah. It's awesome, man. <laughs> Uh, I just want to add one more piece to this. Um, I think it's so important, so vital right now, especially to stay um, on point with God's word and his truth. Like there is so much um, discord. There's so much disunity happening um, within our country right now. And our students are caught in the middle of it. You know, they're wanting to be proactive in social justice right now, more than probably any generation beforehand. They're wanting to use their voice. And um, I think for us as youth pastors to be reminding them of what God's truth is in the midst of both sides of, of every conflict, you know, to be there right there with them in the middle of the tension, tension's a good thing, um, but to make sure that God and his word and his truth is the thing leading that tension, not our opinions, not our viewpoints, not our fear, not circumstances, but his truth, um, it has to remain top priority. Awesome, man. So good. Hey, I want to talk about something, Jeff, you mentioned, um, you know, in your preaching revival uh, spirit right there, man. You talked about what you're getting and what you're not getting from your lead pastor. So I want to talk about that. I want to, you know, I've seen in just here recently, man, there's been some tension uh, in, in some relationships. I've seen a lot of transition happening already 
there's there's more coming, man. I've I've talked to other guys in my position, and and they're seeing that transition. What do you think, man, has been the biggest struggle that you guys are seeing with other youth pastors and their lead pastors? From what I know of all of you guys, man, your lead pastors are awesome. Their, their heart is for you and for students. And man, they champion you to, to reach your community in different and creative ways. Um, but man, there's tension sometimes. And, and so like, what are you guys seeing uh, talking about that relationship with our lead pastor, what do our youth pastors need to know about that during this season? Well, uh, number one is, yeah, man, you're right. There's a lot of tension. I'm a part of all these 15, 20 youth group, Facebook groups, and golly, these guys are just throwing up all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, man, you know, I, I believe the tension is good. You know, my pastor, hey, Pastor Troy, if you're listening, you know I love you. You're the best, man. <laughs> um, but I think tension is good, you know, but I do know that there are a lot of unhealthy uh, lead pastors. And I just believe, I mean, I was a part of one of those in the past and, um, but it got me to where I'm going. So I don't think that we need to throw up number one on Facebook or, or complain about it to our friends. We need to cover, help cover our lead pastor and help cover our church. Um, you need, you know, and then you need to start praying about it, you know, and maybe it's something that God's going to bring you through to help you become better during yeah. this time. So that when you do move on to your next church or to your next calling, that you're going to have learned so much and you'll know, I mean, I have, man, I, I, I know that I am so happy right now and I know, but I, but I also learned a lot of things of what not to do, yeah. you know, in, in my past. And so I would say, if you're going through some, some hardships with your, with your lead pastor, I would say, don't be afraid. I was afraid four, five, four years ago. I was afraid to say, hey, I think I need to go look for a new place. I was so petrified, scared that I was going to get fired that day. And it was because of a lack of faith and a lack of trust in God. God's got me. That's what yeah. he says. Just like Dustin said, he works all things out for the good of those who love and trust the Lord. Come on. Yep. But, so, and, and when I did it, it was great. It, it yep. all worked out, you know, but I think we just need to have more trust and more faith that God's got us no matter what. That's right. What about you guys? What else? Um, I think it's really, really important for us as youth pastors um, and or any pastoral role that isn't that lead pastor piece. Um, one, to realize hopefully um, within your church, you know, it, it's a pastoral team and that we're all on the same team. We're all working for the same vision of the church. We're all working together for God's kingdom. But to also realize if we're not in that lead pastoral role, um, maybe ask God to help give us a little bit of compassion um, for the people in those roles. Um, I can tell you um, at, at our church, my father is actually our lead pastor. And so I get a, a pretty direct line to see um, how he's got to go through this. And it's been really crazy, though, to to watch him as our lead pastor walk through the unknown, you know, and he's he's carrying the burden of the legal pieces that come with COVID. You know, if we stay open at a certain point or if we shut down um, church congregations, I think, across the country have dived into a whole new paradigm of self-focus and selfishness. And so trying to resurrect the church out of that while keeping us excited for what the Lord is doing um, while not you know, beating down on the church and coming down hard, but also calling us to rise up. Um, I just think they're in a really unique position. So I'd say um, yeah. if you're having tension with your youth or with your lead pastor, um, really ask the Lord to give you some compassion for them, um, whether they're fantastic in their role or whether you're always button heads with them, just for some compassion with them. Um, 
and then you know find a way to to help be part of the the solution whatever whatever that is um you know we always have a saying in our church of don't just come up with a problem unless you also have some type of a solution with it um so just be productive with that i guess dustin let me ask it to you this way man what's something that you've done uh, to your pastor or, or something that you've done in the last six months that's really been intentional to help the communication or help the relationship between you and your pastor? That's a good question. I've been, a, this is now, my, I think my fourth church I've been a part of. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a brag. That's, a, that's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm to say that's like, yeah, but um, I've been able to send her a bunch of different leadership. And so, and lead pastors on all sides of the spectrum, some that have been very, uh, maybe not as well. And, and I'm so honored now to have a great lead pastor that we have a great relationship. And I think one thing that um, at least we do really well is conflict resolution. Like mm-hmm. my past, my lead pastor and I, we, and we know this and it's okay. Uh, we knew this before I even came on staff here. A lot, some things that we just think, we just think differently on. And even when it comes to uh, this virus, you know, so even our ideas of, um, you know, when we should open, when, when youth can start, when youth can't start, when can this start? Um, all things are different. And I know for me, like my opinion may be a little bit different, but what I need to do is I need to have compassion, but I also need to be honest on my thoughts as well, because when I am honest with my thoughts with him, we have the kind of relationship where he brings me into his world. And we hear a little bit about what Brooke just said, when we see things a little bit different um, from the eyes of a senior pastor, I don't have people saying to me, you know, I'm going to sue you if you open up church. I don't have that. I just have 14 year old teenage boys that smell like dirt that are like, I want to jump around in church again. It's just totally different. It's not the same. And so I think being intentional with, um, our, with honesty and also, um, compassion and being willing to hear them out as well, them being senior pastor, um, hearing them out, uh, I think is really important. And I think it just brings healthy conversation because what I've done before is I've sit on my thoughts and my feelings. And it just brought me to a bad place where that's where I started to feel burnout. I started to feel all these different things and what time to feel burden and stress than right now. (laughs) Like seriously, talk about virus, racial tensions, all that's happening. If there's ever a time to get burnt out, it's right now in this season. So it's good. And I think it's healthy to be honest, but also compassionate and speaking with grace and truth. Yeah. Hey, I got to say one. I got to say one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. I love you. Stuck up for your dad. Come on. PK is forever. (laughs) PK as well. Hey, but you need to understand youth pastor that it is his youth group, not Mm -hmm. yours or her youth group. It is your lead pastor's youth group. Don't start getting, don't start getting angry and mad and, and, and and get an Island. Okay. Because when it all falls down, you know, it is your lead pastor's youth group, not yours. So man, yes. That's so good, man. Great reminder. So I know a lot of times, man, we, we say these kind of statements like this. I'm going to ask you guys to finish this statement. And so many times we want to explain it or whatever. I just want you to fill in the blank and no explanation because I think we all feel different emotions, different ways. So um, I want to just start with you first, Dustin, uh, finish this statement. The emotion that I have felt the most through this is what? Nervousness. Wow. Jeff, what about you? Oh shoot! Really? Um, <clears throat> oh, can I take a pass? You, you can take a pass while I'll let Brooke answer, and then you okay. come back. The emotion that I felt the most through this is 
Um, I think Jeff's answer is actually a really good answer. Oh, shoot, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I've just been caught <laughs> off guard um, an awful lot. Mm, that's awesome. That's good stuff, man. Jeff, I'll give well, you a chance. If not, no worries. <laughs> no, no, no. I think she's right. Stressed, nervousness. Um, mm. Oh, shoot. Hey, happiness. Come on. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. First time I've had weekends off in 10 plus years. Wow. There you go. You know, um, time. That's what he's going to say. Vacation time. <laughs> family, maybe family comes first, but, uh, yeah. but, but yes, stress and fear and nervousness for uh, the church for the future. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. Let me ask this one. Another one, fill in the blank. The thing that I'm most excited about in 2021 is what is it? Fill in the blank. Ooh, 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 throwing the biggest, baddest freaking back to school bash that you'll ever see in your life. I'm talking carnivals, clowns juggling, Ferris wheels. Man, we're giving away 30 pair of Yeezys. I don't know as much. Yes. As, I, I haven't spent money in like six months, so I'm good to go. That's right. I'm coming to that, dude. I want to be at that <laughs> event. You guarantee yes. that. All right, Dustin, what about you? What are you most excited about for 2021? Man, for mine, it's we do this winter camp every year, and this year is just going to be bananas. So um, I'm pumped about it. That's awesome, man. I can't wait. And, I'd love to come to that mission, one too. And mission trips. Mission trip yes. back on. Yes. I can't wait, man. Can't wait. Brooke, what are you most excited about 2021? Youth camp. Boom. There you go. Man. So pumped. Dude, I am so ready, man. I, you know, this, this is my first year in this role and, uh, you know, in this role, we're over camps and conventions and events and every single one of those has been canceled. And I love camp camp changes lives, period. And I was so ready to just blow it up at camp this year. And God has teaching me patience to wait. And so, man, I'm pumped about it. You guys are going to be a big part of helping make our camp just something absolutely phenomenal in 2021. So, all right, I want to wrap this up, man, and um, just give each one of you just the last word, just open mic, take your time, no rush, no time limit. Um, you know, we'll just kind of go around, around the little circle here on our call. Um, what do you want to share just through all of this season, man, whether it's something you've learned, something you're thinking about, something God's laid on your heart for youth pastors out there listening. Um, I give each one of you the last word, go for it. I would say that the biggest thing, um, for all of us to remember is I think that it's always darkest before the dawn. I, I, I love that statement. I'm not sure if you've heard it before, but, um, when it's always, when it always looks rough when it always looks patchy, when it always looks like you might not get through it. It just means that the sun is just right around the corner. It's going to look so good, so amazing. And I believe that God's going to do something great. And so I think in this season is a time of preparation to get ready for what God's going to do in the next season of our ministries, our lives, our churches, our cities, our states, our world. And so I think um, just figuring out ways that we can change and progress in this season is, is key and just being open to hear from God and what he's telling us to do. Maybe there's some vision and mission values that we need to change. Maybe there's some things that we need to do differently in this upcoming season. And I think right now is just a great time to keep our hearts, ears, and minds open to what God wants us to do. That's awesome, man. Good word. Brooke, what about you? Give the last word. Um, for me, I would want for youth pastors to know, um, kind of along with what Dustin was saying of let's leverage this time of uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. um, let's not let it just go for, for waste and just try to survive the next couple of months or try to get through COVID-19 looking forward to 2021. But um, 
let's take the time to, to not just move everything we were doing in person to an electronic platform, but to really seek the Lord, to really get creative with our teams, you know, all the stuff that we got to talk about today and, and make sure that the youth ministry that we are leading students into, the discipleship that we are giving to students, the um, relationship that we're reaching out to with parents is, is the, the type of ministry that is going to produce warriors that are going to produce men and women of courage and faith that are going to be able to withstand all the repercussions that come from this, that are able to withstand all the future changes that um, our world and our country is in for um, because they are world changers. This generation, um, the kids in my youth group, and I know the kids in your youth group, you guys feel the same. They are world changers. And to, and the other thing I would say is just to continue to speak that over them. Um, and in a time when they're so isolated and the, viewpoints and words that are getting told over them and spoken over them are so dark and demeaning and full of lies. Use your voice and speak loudly um, and consistently uh, that they are world changers, that they have a purpose um, and that God has greatness in store for them. That's awesome. Leverage the uncomfortable, man. What a word. That's powerful stuff. Jeff, last word, man. Well, yeah, I would just say that, man, right now you're probably going through some stuff and some bad things going on and you're getting down about yourself but you know what the devil never picked on anyone that wasn't doing some damage for the kingdom Ooh, can i get an amen that's right honestly man no so if you're getting picked on right now if you're going through some things with your church with your family with your friends with your wife with your kids and it's it's because the, the devil is trying to creep in during this time and i want because he knows the that you are about to do some serious damage if you're not already doing damage for God's kingdom. And I want you to, and, and I want you to know this, man, that this too shall pass. Yeah. All right. This That's too right. shall pass. That's right. And Hey, and we love you. We're here for you. You have a whole network of people that you can reach out to anytime you let us know how we can help. If I need to drive five hours just to pray for you or go, take you to lunch or whatever, man, we are here for, we are here as cliche as it sounds. We really are truly better together. And don't forget that. That's right, man. Guys, this has been so awesome, man. I love your hearts. I love what you guys are doing in youth ministry, what you guys are doing to really shape uh, what I believe God is doing next, man. Uh, these students are so uh, lucky to have you guys as leaders. It's an honor to work with you guys. I'm excited to see what God's going to do here in Rocky Mountain Network. We have some amazing youth pastors. We have some amazing leaders. And I truly believe, Jeff, with you, man, we're better together. And let's throw another cliche. The best is yet to come. You know, let's just throw them all out there, man, because it really is. I cannot wait to see uh, when we come out of this, man, how stronger we're going to be, how we're leveraging these things and, and how we're growing, how we're becoming stronger and better. Uh, because, man, there's never been another season like this ever in the world. And you guys are leading through this. You've been called for this time. And, and God knows exactly where you're at, man. I like to say it like this. God is so keenly aware of your situation. And he knows your thoughts. He knows where you're at, the good, the bad, the ugly. And he still called you. And he still loves you. And he's here for you. And so, guys, thanks so much for being a part of this call today. Thank you for spending time with us around the table. For more resources just like this one, visit thetableresources.com.